Hi, welcome to the Mohua Show. My name is Mohua Chinappa and I am an author, entrepreneur and ex-housewife. This podcast is about everything from business to technology to arts to lifestyle but done and spoken imandari se. Hi, in today's episode we have with us Radhika. Radhika is the founder of Radically Yours, a knowledge sharing platform for new businesses and investment funds. Radhika is a policy advocate and a global connector who's been recognized as one of the top 25 most influential women leaders of Mumbai. With her vast network and expertise, she helps businesses bridge the gap between investors and investee companies worldwide. Welcome Radhika in today's episode. So, sabse pehla sawal Radhika jo mera hoga ki tell us a little bit about yourself that what made you start Radically Yours. Thanks for that crisp introduction. on my other shows or interviews uh, the introduction goes on and on and i'm like wow i didn't know about myself also this much but uh, really i love the way you introduced it and kept it simple um, i think radically yours uh, just started a few months back and um, it's a passion based project i'm very clear on the fact that i uh, don't want to do it for my lifetime because it's about uh, being a connector you know and uh, i started because there was a gaming company a gaming founder who wanted some funds to grow his business and because i was working in a law firm at that point in time the partner had told me that you have a good following on linkedin uh, why don't you check through your connections and try leveraging that to see if you can get him connected to some silicon valley based gaming funds and uh, i've always been fearless as a person so i never thought that this is something that i can't do and uh, you know i happened to connect him with lots of investors which even his investment banker couldn't do it um and i realized that the power of network always uh, you know helps and it doesn't come with either age or experience but lots of consistency as it uh, compounds into an effect where you end up developing solid relationships so that uh, was a good first project for me and then uh, we had lots of other founders also come in and raise funding from us because uh, we had a good success story with this gaming founder and that's where uh, i thought that why not institutionalize this and build it much bigger than just myself uh, just as an individual and that's how radically yours came into existence and right now we're building efforts towards financing more of women entrepreneurs and developing an ecosystem around uh, you know women entrepreneurship because we have so many of them in our country just that they face so much of challenges and pitfalls that they're not able to come up as seamlessly as some of the male entrepreneurs do and i feel that more regarding uh, regarding this topic uh, it's less of uh, gender but more of the characteristics which are masculine and feminine you know uh, people with feminine qualities generally don't tend to make a very great entrepreneur is what have what studies have said so we try to see how we can uh, balance both masculinity plus femininity 
and uh, help women entrepreneurs succeed so that's what the vision and mission of radically us currently is you spoken to my heart radhika as a woman entrepreneur i can surely tell you that it is extremely difficult to create an ecosystem around you especially in the creative business you know where um, people are willing to even pay you for the work that they uh, you know that they are going to give you they think that it should come to you for free and they are willing to overlook at the production cost they are willing to overlook at the research the time that you put in because they think it's child's play and i don't think the way people uh, speak to me as a woman entrepreneur who's rebooted after many years they would do the same thing with um, you know a man who's in the business you know so i i mean you've really really spoken to my heart i um, also want to know what inspired you to become involved in policy advocacy measures and how has that impacted radically yours yeah so i'm actually very thankful to my mentor who's this partner in the law firm it was my first company and i was their first hire right after my college so being a very integral part of their team uh, being a non lawyer i have helped the law firm hire some of the best talent and uh, you know they're very close to me everybody in the firm and uh, under the guidance of the partner you know i've always um, been interested into investigative journalism and uh, you know is it lawyers always you know they wear a hat which no other person does when it comes to investigation and you know digging out facts so and since i us- usually write stories on businesses and founders they told me that uh, you already have a knack for you know research and uh, digging out facts which are not present in the public you you know how to carry out an investigation so why don't you do that and speak about it through your voice on linkedin where you have a good following so did a couple of uh, uh, case studies where there were governance issues in some companies like hinduja and uh, have spoken to people who were a part of sebi who actually do policy advocacy in their real life as a part of their job uh, to understand how it works and how i can be a part of it so that's how it all began and i used to actually as a part of radically yours churn out videos where uh, i am talking about some issue at in a company and how uh, for example the board of directors uh, didn't perform to their fiduciary duties and have breached it in some way or the other so uh, i mean that was a phase where i was doing it uh, full fledgedly but i realized that this is more of my liking which i'd like like to keep it uh, for uh, a few hours of my day not uh, as a part of my life because uh, it's only when you do certain things you realize what's meant for you what's not in a full time full uh, time basis so i realized that uh, it's good for me but not so good that i would want to pursue it for my life so uh, i just did that for the time being and i still do if it's required uh, i i still uh, wouldn't mind doing it but that's not what i am doing currently as we speak It's extremely interesting you know and for our listeners actually Radhika you know most of us are looking for investors especially when you start a business you're always bootstrapped most of us are bootstrapped so how do you in uh, you know identify innovative business ideas that you think uh, you know can be adapted across the globe and what challenges do businesses face in accessing global institutional capital and how is it that radically yours helps them if you could just share the steps and you know if you have listeners who are wanting to start a business of their own and yet they don't have the kind of funds that they would need what do they need to do 
yeah so actually uh, we tell the founders to look at the root cause of it it's not because the market is uh, in the funding winter as we call it or there's a problem with their business sometimes in the early stages more so the problem is with the founder themselves they don't know how to pitch their stories and i've spoken to so many investors they've told me that founders sometimes just come and talk to us as if they are reading a script and they forget that they need to initiate a conversation and uh, you know try to build a relationship with the investor first as a person and then uh, talk about uh, their business as if they were pitching to an investor so i think that the softer skills sometimes goes missing and uh, when it comes to women entrepreneurs or even male entrepreneurs for that matter who have some feminine qualities uh, you know people have said that they can't pitch their businesses in a way that they can show a futuristic vision everybody speaks uh, more on the lines of what they're doing presently what the numbers are but very few take that uh, risk of saying that okay i will make this company a 100 crore or a 1000 crore business in the next 5 years and investors are always looking for that kind of risk takers you know who can multiply their capital by not just 10x but 100x so i think uh, it all starts at uh, the fundamentals of it at the core of it and that's why so many people around in this ecosystem say that entrepreneurship is not always uh, meant for everyone you know sometimes it's okay that even if you want to pursue it pursue it with somebody who has this uh, skill of being fearless of uh, you know projecting their business in a very ambitious way and taking it to that uh, level after having promised that so i think uh, finding a right set of talent and co-founders is also very important in this ecosystem and sometimes people fail to do that and that's one of the reasons why they are not able to raise funds because they're not able to get the investors confidence as to how will they reach what they're talking about and i think uh, once these two elements are sorted which is uh, your storytelling skills and secondly your talent who will help you uh, build at a scale what at what you want and then the investors just have to you know figure out how they can be a part of your growth story and take it ahead but i think getting these two fundamentals also in place is a difficult task and sometimes uh, we've seen in cases where there's only a solo founder uh, the investors themselves uh, suggest the co-founders that they might know in their network to come and join the business but um, you know the data says that uh, this kind of matchmaking hasn't been very very successful because uh, you need to find your co-founder by yourself and sometimes because of this story people just rely on investors to get them their co-founders but if you do the groundwork by yourself and try to find out a partner i think that uh, you know works out very well because it's just like a marriage so you need to choose your partner before your family just tells you that okay this is the person you should marry so i think these softer dynamics uh, is what makes or breaks uh, the funding path for any founder this is so enlightening and i think softer skills is something that most people don't talk about because softer skills is often ignored you know in our language in india and i think the world is now slowly waking up to networking because it was also looked at as a very very negative word you know that this person is a networker and i and i think that networking has helped me in life tremendously because of having had a history of being in pr it uh, you know it came naturally for me to network and i think i've been able to come back to work 
after such a long gap because of the networking skills. So, you know, we need to also ask you some of the emerging trends in the tech-driven or enabled businesses that you have observed recently. I think more and more uh, the world is moving towards tech and tech-related businesses. Even uh, funds which were not focusing on tech have now started focusing there. Like I know one of my friends I was talking to yesterday itself, he runs a Belgium-based firm uh, called World Invest here in India. And that is supposed to only focus on consumer. But given uh, the pace at which technology is growing, especially in a country like India, he has uh, opened an arm separately, which is now focusing on tech investments too. So I think uh, you're seeing more VC funds co come into this uh, uh, you know, playground. And that is a result of more tech businesses coming in here. Now in tech also, if we drill it down, you have so many other sectors. But uh, health tech is taking a huge uh, you know, leap in terms of uh, diagnostics and uh, introduction of AI in diagnostics. The other day only I was talking to one of the funds and they were telling me that they have not forayed into this space, but they would like for me to give them some research on how AI is helping, uh, you know, healthcare and is uh, making it much faster and efficient for all the stakeholders involved into the system. So I think you'll see some activity there in the healthcare space and you will see how more innovations are coming in to, you know, save the patient's life to, uh, you know, even for that matter, uh, I mean, increase the lifespan of uh, a human being because so many research and studies have been conducted around this. People are, uh, you know, backing data science a lot because they feel that through data they can uh, try to you know manipulate with your genes and try to see how you how they can uh, you know cure some of the uh, not not so curable diseases i mean for parkinsons there's been something in the us that's come up for cancer also uh, some kind of gene mani gene manipulation uh, you know, techniques have come out in the US and India, we're still uh, very far behind this, but it's catching up just that how uh, US always has been uh, 15, 20 years ahead of us. It has been so in healthcare too, but India is still catching up and uh, it's, it's a glory to see so many institutional capital from abroad come and support Indian businesses because they see some promise in our land. And um, that's one, uh, healthcare. Second is fintech. You know, nobody in this world has done uh, the scaling up of UPI in a way that we have, uh, given that how big our country is in terms of population. Now it's the number one, having overtaken China as well. So, uh, and, and given that how India has most of the younger population around the world, uh, and the middle class uh, population is more and more increasing in our country, which means that the disposable incre uh, incomes are rising, you know, and people are getting more and more adopted to digital technologies because of uh, better Internet penetration and because of geo having come into our uh, you know environment. So I think uh, UPI is uh, taking shape very well. And other countries are actually trying to adopt to our technology that we've made in India and try to do that abroad. So fintech is uh, another player where you will see so many more startups come in. Uh, the third category and the most widespread is consumer. 
uh, because like i said uh, we have the most number of younger population in india like more than 52% of it is under the age of 35 and uh, you know as younger uh, consumers we want more choices more preferences and we are always open to trying newer things we want to uh, you know consume maybe a healthier a brand which is tastier at the same time or maybe for our skin care we want to move away from dove nivea or uh, you know santur for that matter and try uh, newer elements that have come into our country so i think consumer space will take shape it, it is already taking shape in a very bigger way uh, you might have seen shark tank most of the brands there were consumer which are into d2c space which is direct to consumer and um, i was just reading some statistics by uh, inc 42 lately and they were also mentioning that how most of the vc funding has gone to the consumer segment in 2022 and after that it has gone into the fintech space so you your question was more on the tech side of it but having answered that i would also like to say that uh, apart from tech it's the consumer sector which will always see some growth and upsurge fantastic radhika now just tell me how did you feel when you were recognized as one of the top 25 most influential women leaders of mumbai in 2021 by the world women leadership congress wo feeling kya hui wo batao hume sometimes people uh, think that how how is it that you can uh, get this award at this age but all i tell them also is that uh, never stop dreaming i always dreamt of uh, having myself on a pedestal you know where people recognize me for my work and are uh, able to you know take something away from me i am able to give them some value and uh, it was not a surprise when i got it because i have always envisioned that for myself and as we say you know whatever you throw into the universe it throws back to you when you work towards it so consistently and put so many hours of effort behind it and for me uh, i've always chosen linkedin as uh, my highest priority like be it whether i was uh, studying in college or working as an intern or working as a full time professional it was always on my mind there would not be a single day that i would miss posting in those days and i still try to uh, keep that pace where i'm doing it every day and i think uh, when you are uh, putting in so much of yourself into something uh, results are bound to come so i think uh, results for me don't excite me as much as the impact does the way people write to me you know that uh, your content is so insightful that whenever we open up linkedin your post comes up and we are so excited to see what is it next that you will be writing on so i think when i your messages like that that is a success for me and not these accolades because of course accolades are a source of recognition and uh, it's like everybody in uh, masses are trying to appreciate your work in that one award frame uh, and it's it's very significant and meaningful but when you get such individual messages on a platform where you started with almost nothing uh, i think that is when uh, success for me you know counts in real sense and that's when i get the happiest how wonderful my goodness you know it's so amazing to hear you 
have such clarity of your vision and i completely agree with you it is the messages actually from people when they uh, write to you especially after i had written my book and those messages that came to me saying that this story had really really impacted me this is a story with which i felt very disturbed i think that is the bigger uh, you know acknowledgement for the work that you put out together so uh you know we want to delve a little bit more and ask you you were also tedx speaker at the age of 21 how did that experience shape your career path and you know for our listeners there are many people who are uh, you know looking at starting their own business getting into onto the entrepreneurial journey how does tedx help them so i still remember that date was uh, may 29 uh, 2021 when i gave my first tedx talk and the night before that i was extremely sick i didn't know how would i be able to deliver a talk in the morning but when i got up and uh, gave that talk i felt so energized and refreshed you know that i knew that this is something what i want to do for life you know talking to people speaking about my experience or sharing some insights is something that really energizes me and i would want to do for my lifetime so like i told you i always wanted to be in this position and uh, you know help people with my experiences but at the same time um, i always tell people that uh, to be able to get to this position you always need to be a keen observer or curious person who wants to learn about everything and thinks that uh, everything is their responsibility and not not like uh, somebody else should take their uh, you know work or it's their responsibility to uh, you know do something so i think i've always taken it to me as to um, you know whenever it came to learning from strangers be it on the road side or be it in the uh, office of a ceo i have always uh, learned from each one and i think uh, when it comes to giving talk it all reflects back you know whenever uh, you try to be a keen learner of life uh, you know life also gives you rewards because uh, you're trying to make it like your teacher and you know whenever you try to please your teacher something good or the other happens so i think i just take life in that way and for youngsters who would want to give tech talks there are uh, different ways to appear in a tech talk one is by of course nominating yourself and uh, you know filling up the speaker nominations people are open to hearing your stories they actually want you to tell them that okay uh, you know this is what you have done and this is how you can help with your speech uh, to other audiences and uh, lots of people get selected also and they try to make their mark on stage uh, the second is that uh, tedx gateway that i know in bombay uh, does an annual flagship event where they give about uh, a minute's chance to the lucky winners to come and speak on their stage uh, which has an audience of about 1000 people and uh, i remember my friend telling me that uh, he wants to become a tedx speaker one day and he said that on the same stage itself and today uh, recently he gave a talk there too so i think it's all about manifesting uh, as well you know that you want to be there and not leaving it up to the universe that okay i now have told the universe let it happen in its own way you also have to you know work really hard towards it but i i uh, fortunately or unfortunately didn't have to really uh, put so much of efforts to uh, get this talk because i was anyways putting efforts on my linkedin and because of that they saw me and invited me but of course i had to put effort somewhere 
so i think for youngsters if they want to do something i would suggest that find your purpose you know unless you know what you're good at and what you want to do people won't recognize you because unless you recognize yourself and value yourself the world won't value you and i understood that in my college itself when i had nothing i had no friends and i've lost some of my friends also because i was so focused uh, from the second year of my college that okay i want to build a name for myself and do something for myself in this life at a younger age you know people wait till 30 or 40 years of their life to uh, reach to a certain level and they take it slowly but i've always been very restless and i've uh, done many things at once which uh, always is not good but it it has really helped me because i was younger and sometimes being young is your biggest trump card you can experiment as much as you want to so i think because of that experimentation i got such opportunities and uh, for all those who are listening to this i would just say that uh, keep uh, keep recognizing uh, your skills and have mentors who will uh, help you recognize your skills because sometimes what you can't see they can and they can guide you in the right way and the right path and it's okay if you even make uh, uh, friends with bad people who who don't wish good for you or uh, you sometimes don't understand who's right for you or who's wrong it's fine you only will learn from it and the earlier you you learn from it the better it is so always keep your eyes open and your heart open to everything don't stop yourself and i think the world will uh, be your uh, oyster and you can do so much what are your future plans for radically yours and how do you see yourself making an impact in the industry this is the last question radhika i'm totally bowled over you know listening to you because you speak straight to my heart and you know all the hardships have always been lessons for me in life in this entire rebooting journey of mine so just tell us a little bit about radically yours and what is it that you're looking forward i'm actually looking forward to building uh, our uh, efforts of uh, women entrepreneurship and it's named under vipe uh, w i p e which extends as women in private equity and enterprise and we want to actually wipe out the norm that you know industry can only be led by men and they can only do uh, some great work or uh, take tough tough decisions and uh, i'm currently interviewing lots of women investors and founders from india and abroad to uh, learn from their perspectives about how they view the ecosystem and i look forward to it every day because uh, some of the new stories come my way and i get to hear them so that's something i'm looking forward to and second is that we will be extending our um, you know chapters abroad also so we already have one in the us where we are incorporated and uh, we'll be soon having one in africa where uh, our chapter heads will be leading some programs and initiatives in those country to support uh, women entrepreneurs there so i'm very much looking for this uh, initiative to become a global one where each one can get uh, benefits from it i have only absolute surety that radhika bajoria is definitely going to take radically yours to places that even she can't fathom right now because uh, while i'm speaking to you i can hear the complete passion that you have and the knowledge and the wisdom uh, you know and you're so right that you say that age is just a number you know we can find maturity in very young people and immature very old people leaving with this thought that you know for all of you who are listening to us right now if you want to become an entrepreneur and you're looking at funding your business especially for women entrepreneurs 
listeners you can get in touch with radically yours and uh, radhika will lead the way for you for things to get easier and thank you so much for being in today's episode radhika thank you do you our dearest listeners you can find us on your favorite streaming services spotify amazon music apple podcast and of course on all other major streaming services with loads of love we are the mohua show where we talk imandari se <laughs>